follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Matthew chapter 4. The following is an excerpt from Charles Spurgeon's book called Following Christ, chapter 1, The Necessity of Following Christ. You cannot have Christ if you will not serve him. If you take Christ, you must take him in all his qualities. You must not simply take him as a friend, but you must also take him as your master. If you are to become his disciples, you must also become his servant. I hope that no one fights against that truth. It is certainly one of our greatest delights on earth to serve our Lord, and this is to be our joyful mission, or life's work, even in heaven itself. Revelation chapter 22, His servants shall serve him, and they shall see his face. This thought also enters into our idea of salvation. To be saved means that we are rescued from the slavery of sin and brought into the delightful liberty of the servants of God. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart and ye shall find rest in your souls. Matthew chapter 11 We do find this to be true. It is not as though rest were a separate thing from service, for the very service itself becomes rest to our souls. I do not know how some of us would have any rest on earth if we could not live our daily lives in the service of Christ. The rest that we see in heaven is never to be pictured as idleness or boredom, but as constantly being permitted to have the high privilege of serving the Lord. Learn, learn from this, then, all of you who would like to have Christ as your Savior, that you must be willing to serve him. We are not saved by serving him, but we are saved to serve him, or we are saved so that we can serve him. From the moment we are saved, we ought to live in the service of our Lord, if we refuse to be his servants, we are not saved, for we evidently still remain the servants of self and the servants of Satan. Holiness is another name for salvation, to be delivered from the power of self-will, the domination of evil lusts, and the tyranny of Satan. This is salvation. Those who desire to be saved must know that they will have to serve Christ. Those who are really saved 
rejoice that they are serving him. And they are giving evidence of a changed heart and a renewed mind. So, are you proposing to yourself that you will serve Christ? You have plenty of vigor and strength, and you say to yourself, I will serve Christ in some remarkable way. I will try to make myself a scholar. I will try to learn the art of public speaking. And I will, in some way or other, glorify my Lord's name by the magnificence of my speech. Will you, my friend? Is it not better if you are going to serve Christ, to ask him what he would like you to do? If you wanted to do something kind for a friend, you would certainly want to know what would best please that friend, or else your kindness might be mistaken, and you might be doing that which would cause difficulty rather than help. Your Lord and Master does not require you to become either a scholar or an orator in order to serve him. You might become both of these things in your career, but first of all, he says, If any man serve me, let him follow me. More than anything else, Jesus desires that his servants follow him. If we do that, we will serve him in a way that is according to his own choice. I noticed that many good friends want to serve Christ by standing on the top rung of a ladder. You cannot get there all in one step. A better way would be to serve Christ by following him, by doing the next thing you can do. That simple little thing that you are able to do that will bring you no special honor, but which, nevertheless, is what your Lord desires from you. If you simply walk behind your master, following his footsteps, and truly being his disciple, you will do what pleases him more than if you could donate to his cause with a whole pile of riches. This is what he selects as the best proof of your love and the best testimony of your regard for him. If any man serve me, let him follow me. He requires of you that you become as a little child so that you may be taught by him. If any man serve me, let him follow me. You must follow me as my disciple, regarding me as your teacher, to whom you bow your understanding and your entire mind, so that I may form them according to my will. If you intend to serve Jesus, make your mind like a tablet of wax 
under his stylus, that he may write on you whatever he pleases. Be his sheet of paper on which he may write his living letters of love. You can serve him in this way in the best possible manner. If any man serve me, let him follow me. My brothers and sisters, it's so nice again to be able to talk with you and to think about you as I I read this book and also as I read the scriptures. Our Lord has said when he predicted his death in Mark chapter 8, he then began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests, and the teachers of the law, and that he must be killed and after three days rise again. He spoke plainly about this, and Peter, one of his disciples, took him aside and began to rebuke him. But when Jesus turned and looked at his disciples, he rebuked Peter, saying, Get behind me, Satan, he said. You do not have in mind the concerns of God, but merely human concerns. Hmm. Wow. When I read this, I think of just, what am I concerned about today? Am I concerned about the weather so I could go for a walk? Am I concerned of my bank account? Am I concerned of how many views I've gotten today on my podcast? <laughs> for which I'm thankful, of course. But I, am I am I concerned with what does God have in mind for me? What does he want me to do? What will please him? What is God's will? What does the scripture say about what does it mean to be a disciple? What does it mean to be someone who loves God and will do anything for him? And, well, let's check out the next verse. Then he called the crowd to him along with his disciples and said, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. I was reading this a couple nights ago and I just prayed and thought about what God wants me to do and this is it. I want to be a disciple of Jesus. Not just a child of God. Not just a Christian who goes to church and reads the Bible. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, please help us and teach us what concerns we must have in our lives. God, I want to have in mind your concerns and your will and know your plan 
for me. God, I truly want to be your disciple. And I want to follow you, God. And I, because I love you with all my heart and all my mind and all my soul and with all the strength that you've given me. God, in this verse, I know that I must deny myself. I know I must take up my cross daily. And after these, I know that I must continue to follow you. God, please help me to be like you. Please help me to be holy and patient and loving and non-judgmental and let the laws that convict me of sin melt away or float away like a balloon further and further from me and let me not be condemned by my own thoughts because you've said that all of us fall short of the glory of God. That is true, God, but I know that I want to follow you. That is my concern, to follow you. Not my concern to not sin today or to ask for forgiveness for what I did yesterday or hope that I don't sin tomorrow. I want my concern, my, my focus to be what you're concerned with. And in this next week, God, let me focus on this one thing. What does it mean to deny myself? God, what does that mean? I, I only want you to tell me what that means. I'm going to pray about it for the next week. And I'm going to really think, God, what does it mean to deny myself? Am I denying myself now? And what will happen if I do not deny myself? Brothers and sisters, it's a pleasure again to talk with you. Praise Jesus is not just the name of this podcast. I intend to speak of my love and trust in our Lord and Savior. To teach, learn, glorify, and praise Jesus. Amen.